welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast, where each week movies by Minutes host examine the 1946 William Wyler directed classic film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. It's Friday. This is episode 140. This is our last episode. That's right. That's right. And and who are we, you ask? Where have you been for the past two weeks? <laughs> we are Brett Stillo and Josh, Josh Horowitz. Horowitz. That's, That's right. right. This is uh this is our uh finale, our yes. taking our bow. This is this is our last episode, our last yeah. contribution to this yes. epic. Before, adventure before we exit we make our exit mm-hmm. and uh yes yes this is uh minute 140 this is where we have uh minute 140 starting with homer seeing wilma through the window and it ends with homer waxing nostalgic over a group of photos on the wall of his bedroom yeah pictures on a wall pictures on a wall and it's a it's a, a quiet minute josh it's you, in one sense, you could say it's anticlimactic, but I think as with every minute in every film we look at, there's stuff to talk about. Yeah, no, this is a minute where uh, we we kind of see the, uh, the the latent acting chops of uh, you know of, of Harold Russell here as Homer, mostly because there's nothing really that's spoken in these minutes, but we can see a lot of you know good good expressions, feelings of sadness. Uh, and and a little bit of creepy window watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a funny thing, isn't it? <laughs> I think on one hand, you look at this scene; it's it's very wistful. It's it's nostalgic. You know, I I I, I can think of a lot of movies that had a scene like this, where you know, Homer is is looking through the window literally of the girl next door. And, uh, you know, it's just a time where there's, you know, there's no locks on doors, there's no fences, there's definitely no security cams. So there's a certain (laughs) innocence here, but here we are jaded survivors of the 21st century. And it just seems like a completely different thing to us in our perspective. Well, I mean, we, we've talked about TV tropes before, some of uh, you know, the stuff that we've seen in many other movies. Uh, there, there are a couple of TV tropes for what he's doing here. Uh, so one of them is called the stalker with a crush. Uh, <laughs> there's the window watcher. Uh, but but then I, I was looking some more. I mean, there is this called window love, and that's but that's more like the death scene in Star Trek Two between Kirk and Spock. You know, when there's like a window between them, and you know they put their hands up. So, so I don't yeah. think it falls there. But I, I don't know. What is is this just sort of standard window watcher? Yeah, yeah. I get. I, I would call it. Uh, I, I would maybe call it window love. Mm-hmm. It's, I'd say it's wistful. It's it's longing. Perhaps it's unlike Kirk and Spock. Hmm. who you know that is that is mutual consensual window love i think (laughs) that's the whole i'd really like to hug you but radiation (laughs) uh there's fortunately there's no radioactivity involved here Hmm. but it's definitely um homer longing from afar i think we Hmm. we do have to go back to 1946 and look at this the innocence of this scene yeah, if, uh, if there is some sort of a radioactive pain between the two, then I think it's mostly in Homer's head in the form of his hooks. Yeah. Uh, he, he kind of has erected this barrier 
uh, even though, you know, as, as we will find out later, you know, it, it, it doesn't really exist for Wilma. And that's something that Homer's going to have to get through. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I believe this is the only scene in the movie where Homer is alone. Hmm. It's just him. Uh, Homer alone. Yeah, Homer alone. Hmm. hmm. Write that one down. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much in, as, as I can recall in this movie, you know, Homer's kind of everybody's kid brother. Hmm. You know, Al watches out for him. Fred definitely watches out for him. I think, you know, they become, you know, there's a definitely sort of a sibling relationship, older brother, little brother. Um, you know, when we will see Homer come into Butch's place or he's at the piano, mm -hmm. but even though he's, you know, he's watching Wilma from afar, he's kind of on his own here for the mm -hmm. first time, I believe. And, um, you know, something that, that just occurred to me is, uh, the name Homer. It's mm -hmm. that name. It's funny, Josh, that name's kind of been bugging me. <laughs> a, little, a little bit well i think it's just a modern perspective of you know homer simpson of course oh uh, do. it just yeah. you know it just seems like a even for the time it just seems like sort of an odd name for a fellow especially when his best friends are al and fred and uh, he's got an uncle butch here's homer mm -hmm. uh it seems a, a little bit awkward to these ears it just occurred to me, and I, as we're recording this, I'm wondering if any of our other uh, podcasting comrades have picked up on this, but there's the Homer of the Iliad and the Odyssey, mm -hmm. and it, it just occurred to me that, yeah, this is, I wonder if this is something Robert Sherman was picking up on, and when he named this character Homer, it was a reference to the Odyssey and the fact huh. that Odysseus goes on this, you know, he's a warrior, he comes home, but once he gets home, he's sort of in a self-imposed exile. He wants to go home to his wife, but he can't. So he's sort of watching from afar and he's in disguise. So hmm. it's interesting that this Homer uh, is in a similar situation. He's home, but he's not really home. His journey from war has ended, but he, you know, he's staying away. He's, he's watching Wilma from a distance. She wants, she wants Homer to come home, but Homer isn't completely home mm. yet. What do you think, folks? Yeah, well, that is interesting. I, I think that uh, certainly it's food for thought. Yeah, but it's, it's still, I can't help it. It's a creepy scene. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we hear, you know, the, the swelling music that happens in here, you know, the, you know, the big strings, you know, showing the, the longing and the pining. Uh, but I think here's something where you could have fun with this. If you were to change the music just ever so slightly, uh, you were mentioning earlier, what if it was a Bernard Herrmann score as he's staring through the window, you know, a little psycho music would uh, yeah. give us a, a very different feel for this scene. Change those swelling melodic strings to uh, terse plucking strings. Dink, 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 dink. Yeah, yeah. If we added <laughs> Bernard Herrmann or anything. Yeah, it's uh, there's your editing exercise. Just change the music. 
Uh, we, then we could, we could add, you know, like TV sitcom comical music. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that reminds me, I think there was a, a YouTube video at one point where they, they put in the song Baker Street from the I don't know, late 70s, 1980s. Yeah. And they did that over Saving Private Ryan scene when they're doing <laughs> the attack at the beginning and everyone's getting killed. <laughs> Just a show of inappropriate music. Uh, amazing how it, it's, a, it's a game changer. It's a uh-huh. game changer. But yeah, but yeah we're going to... It's again. It's a different time, and uh, Homer's thoughts are are innocent and pure, and he just he, he misses his girl, um, and he's mm-hmm. kind of doing it to himself, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a lot a lot to think about, you know. And and this coming off of the last scenes that we saw, where, you know, he he basically got, uh, you know, his friend to lose his job over, you know, to stand up for him. Um, you know, so he feels bad about that. He's feeling sorry for himself, and uh, and and just thinking, is he going to get the girl? Can he really marry her like Fred wants her to? Yeah, yeah. It's a self doubt. You know, Homer has been, uh, you know, he's had he's had the face of optimism. You know, he's always there with a joke about his hooks and saying, oh, I got a lucky break and it ain't so bad, but he's trying really hard. He's mm-hmm. trying really hard, but I think he, he, he definitely deserves the right to feel some of these conflicted emotions. And, you know, he's, he is wounded both physically and psychologically here. You know, yeah. he's, he's hurting. Um, you know, I think it's weird or it's interesting, maybe it's not, it's weird, but you know, we, we see his bedroom. Yeah. You know, and it occurs to me, not just for Homer, but a lot of guys, you know, they go, they went to war, they were so young. Mm. I imagine Homer was into the Navy right out of high school. So yeah, Homer, 19, 20, 21 years old. And yet here he is back in his bedroom that he grew up in. Yeah. And for a guy who's seen so much in so few years, uh, you know, you see these decorations from when he was younger, uh, but how strange that must be to just be back in your bedroom. I mean, he's, he's gone to war, he's been in battle, he's seen friends die, he's been horribly wounded. Um, and now he's back in this cute little bedroom. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's not a little boy anymore. Um, and it's interesting if you look near the end of this scene, you, you kind of see some of the stuff on the wall. In addition to these pictures and trophies and books, he has uh, different weapons on the wall. You know, there's a rifle, there's there's a sword. So, I mean, it, it seems to me that while he was in high school, he probably had, you know, glamorous ideas of of fighting and war that many boys of that era may have had. Yes, yeah. certainly. You know, there, there's the interesting contrast between those sort of youthful ideals and his situation now. You know, the, he he embodies kind of the, uh, the the terrible aspects of war when you return from it, if you've lived. Yeah, and, and continuing on with, you know, car- carrying on your 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 pain and and learning to live with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I feel like this is a there there's there's a lot of somberness going on here, but I think this is, he's maybe starting to make the adjustment or trying to make that adjustment. Cause again, he's alone for the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he, you know, he looks at those pictures of, of himself, you know, he yeah. was a, he was an athlete in high school. 
And I think trying to come to terms with, you know, there's, there's aspects of his life that will not be repeated. Yeah. Yeah. Just Uh, having to come to terms with all that, that he, he has to move on from that, from that time. You know, he he still is able to do a lot of the stuff, even with his hooks, but you know. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think this is maybe where we're seeing, Homer grieve, and I think he's he, he has every right to to grieve because mm-hmm. uh, he has gone through hell. Uh, but yeah, I think we're seeing it here. He's um, you know he's tried very hard not to feel sorry for himself, uh, but I think again he's he's allowed that. Mm-hmm. You know he can he can grieve for you know where he is and what's going on because it, yeah, and it all comes to that fact that he he feels like. Uh, he doesn't deserve Wilma or, you know, she doesn't want him when in fact she does. And a mm. uh, lot, a lot of conflict here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mentioned it's a, it's a great subtle performance uh, by Harold Russell. I think it also reflects on uh, a fellow we haven't really talked about too much over the past two weeks. And that's William Wyler. Mm. You know, you, you have uh, done some acting in your life and, mm. uh, you know, a, a great performance is also based on the direction you get. Mm. Uh, you know, it's 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 the director kind of guiding you through that scene. So I think this is Weiler kind of taking a gamble here, letting this uh, amateur actor, you know, have a moment where it's just him and the camera. I mean, I imagine Weiler is also guiding him through it, but I mm. think it's also it's a testimony to russell and it's a testimony to weiler in the background guiding him through this yeah absolutely yeah i I mean uh, i i have memories of times when i when i did child acting where yeah i I would get a a good amount of direction from the director uh and and they definitely have a a, you know a major role in how the things uh, turn out with some of these performances especially from actors who may not be as polished you know, especially, you know, many kids and certainly in the case of, of Harold Russell. So yes, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I just, a side thing to go along with that. Yeah. I was just, I was on a podcast recently and we were, we were talking about uh, a bad performance by an actor. No. I won't say which actor and I won't say what movie, <laughs> but it was just, but yeah, I did kind of comment, well, is it, is it the actor's fault or is it that, you know, he was looking maybe for some guidance from the director and he didn't get it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've conversely, you've probably been in those moments of uh, how should I play this scene? And you're not sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't get that feedback you needed. You mm. know, you, you might go, oh, that was fine. Well, f- how is it fine? Why is it fine? But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think this is just Weiler, his guiding hand. Mm. Uh, he, you know, he might have in one sense been hands off with Harold Russell, but he probably knew what to say when and where, mm. uh, when, you know, cause you know, also you think about all the great people that Weiler worked with. Sure. Definitely an actor's director. Mm. Um, and I'll bet you that, uh, when the Academy was trying to make a decision on giving out awards for this film, they probably watched this minute, I think, especially with Harold Russell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's worth saying it's it's a performance that holds up today. Mm-hmm. It's a it's very earnest. It's very sincere. I think I said this last week, but you know I think there's a there's an Oscar winning performance in everybody somehow somewhere. It's it's sort mm. of finding what it is. 
Hmm. And uh, this is, you know, I think it's a great, great casting, great selection. Also, you know, I think it's a, like I said, it's a testimony to Russell and Weiler that they Mm -hmm. worked together and created something that here we are 76 years later. Wow. Talking about this minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that just, uh, that wraps up this minute, unless there's anything else to really say. I think that's it. You know, it's a, it's a subtle moment. Of course, more is going to happen. You know, well, we'll leave it here that, you know, Homer has not completed his journey home. Mm-hmm. He still, he still has some distance to go, but that'll, that'll come in minute 141 mm. on Monday. Yes. Uh, but meanwhile, we're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Well, we, we did it another, another 10 episodes together and it was a pleasure as always, Brett. Same here. Same here. Always great working with you. Always great doing these epic, epic podcasts mm. produced by Mr. Jim O'Kane. Thank yes. you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I think I'm going to, you know, now is a time to mention, you know, that uh, this is a, a massive group undertaking, uh, you know, with these Movies by Minutes podcast, you, you should check out uh, moviesbyminutes.com, where there's at this point something like 170 plus titles wow. covering <laughs> this this uh, minute by minute format or the much preferable five minute digest format yes like (laughs) on five minutes of trouble and five minutes of bonsai but i you know i'm sure our our comrades in arms have oh wait wait five minute mystery right five minutes of mystery yes dave palace Mm -hmm. you know uh it it doesn't matter it's it's you could be three minutes and 32 seconds (laughs) it could be 11 minutes whatever works but you know we're all we're all in the same boat so to speak, doing this. It's, it's worth mentioning once again, this awesome cast uh, that, you know, some of the shows who've been contributing mm-hmm. to this, to this epic, epic podcast, the Wilder Ride, the Rocketeer Minute, the Indiana Jones Minute, the Two Minute Terminator, the MASH Minute, Mi- Father David Mowry, mm-hmm. Solo, the Point Break Minute, the Ghibli Minute. Ghibli, yes. Okay. The Apollo 13 minute, the cock and bull minute, the real Jaws minute, the better off dead minute, the Bull Durham minute, five minutes of bonsai, of course, Mm. the Marine Corps movie minute, the deep blue sea minute, and the J and silent Bob minute. That's a lot of minutes. Thank you, folks. So we'll, uh, we will tip our hat to our predecessors, the Bull Durham Minute. Thanks for setting us up. And we'll also wish luck to the Marine Corps Movie Minute who takes over for us on Monday. That's right. Thank you very much. What's the Ghibli Minute a reference to? Oh, well, that's that's the movies uh, by uh, Miyazaki. Oh. From, uh, from Team Ghibli or Studio Ghibli. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've actually seen a couple of, uh, well, I've, I've seen those movies. I've actually listened to some of the uh, episodes that they've done. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a duo that does it. I think uh, um, I don't know if they're husband and wife, but they 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 do a great job. So really enjoy well, hats. Hats off to everybody. Thanks for helping out. Where we are happy and proud to be a part of this epic podcast project. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, if you liked what you heard, you can find the Best Minute Podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Google Play. Have you ever heard of those uh, platforms? Yeah, the Google. The Google. Uh, or at our main site, thebestminute.com. Mm-hmm. We 
social media, we've got it. You can go over to Butch's place over on Facebook. It's a virtual bar, I suppose, but it's our, our fan chat group. It's the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe, and that's over on Facebook. And, of course, Twitter on The Best Minutes. Mm-hmm. So that wraps it up for minute 140. Yes, it does. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. Josh, do we have anything planned for the future? Uh, well, we always talked about stuff. We were going to try to launch in 2020. The A is for Atari. Uh, and hopefully that'll be a 2021 project with everything else going on. You, you've not heard the last of us. So <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, take care, everybody. Wish you all the best. And stay we'll safe. S- stay safe. Hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.